You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Folks, we are back from the break. I am Dustin Gold. I just had the sudden urge to go ice fishing. Just drill that auger into the back of my skull, as thick as a coconut, and drop in that Neuralink line. You know, while this is going on, I've got another computer set up over here. I'm getting ready to travel to go to Poland. And so I'm moving all these files from an external hard drive to an external hard drive and then backing things up to Google Drive and to Dropbox. And then I have the biggest plan on Dropbox. I've had it for years. And I've run out of room, so I'm transferring files. And it is so slow. And as I'm sitting here watching it, like just trying to transfer 100 gigabytes, 100 gigabytes, Nowadays, that's like when I record one of these videos for two hours, I think it's about eight gigabytes. So about 12 shows is 100 gigabytes. So nowadays, it's not even that much content, that much data, that much material. But man, it takes forever. And that's on my Mac just to transfer this stuff to from external hard drive to external hard drive. And as I'm sitting here watching it go, come on, hurry up. I want to do the next one. I was like, hey, you know what? If this could be a faster connection, I might get on board with them drilling an auger into the back of my skull and implanting a Bluetooth Neuralink brain chip so that I could do transfers faster. See, there is an upside to this technology. Now, I want to get back to this meathead, Joe Rogan, and his psychopathic guest, Elon Musk. Should we get back to it, Musk? Yes, we should. We should get back to it. What about you, Rogan? Yeah, dude, let's smoke a joint, man. Let's smoke a joint and do some DMT. Let's do it, man. Okay, fellas, let's get back to the interview. Yeah, and you replace that, um, say, one-inch diameter piece of skull with uh, this Neuralink device, um, and that has a battery and a, and a Bluetooth and an inductive charger, um, and then you and, and, and then you also get to insert the electrodes, uh, so the electrodes are very carefully inserted uh, with, with our uh, with our, our robot that we developed. Uh, that's it's, you know very carefully putting in the electrodes and avoiding you know and any veins or arteries. Uh, so it's, it's you know it doesn't create trauma. So through this one inch diameter yeah. device, electrodes be inserted and they will find their way like tiny wires basically tiny wires tiny wires and they'll find their way to specific areas of the brain to stimulate. No, you literally put them where where they're supposed to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, you should insert How the, long will these wires be? Uh, I mean, they usually go in like, you know, depending on where it is, like, you know, two or three millimeters. So they just find the spots. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wow, dude. Wow. He just said he's going to drill a one-inch hole in the back of your head. Put the Neuralink device in and connect two to three millimeter wires, electrodes, down into your brain. I mean, think about it. Is this normal? Is this normal? Are you willing to allow this? It's just a run-of-the-mill surgery that links into the Woody Allen impersonator, Ray Kurzweil, who wants to upload your consciousness to the cloud and download it into a nanorobot beehive 
non-biological Iron Man suit. Come on, guys. This is insanity. Complete insanity. And people want to do this. I just, I just can't believe that they understand the gravity of the situation. I, I think that they must be very low IQ people to want to do this, to think this is cool. I don't know. Let's see. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then you, you put the device in and that, that gets, uh, that, that replaces the, the little piece of skull that was taken out. Uh, and then you, you, you stitch up the, the hole and, and, um, they just have a little, like a little scar and that's it. Will this would be replaceable or reversible? Yes. Like if someone can't take it anymore, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, I'm too take, smart. I can't take it. Yeah. You can totally take it out. And what is the, uh, besides for, for first off, he just said, is it reversible? Can you take it out? And Musk says, yeah, you can take it out right without causing any damage. How does he know this? They haven't even done human trials yet. At this time in 2020, they were saying they hadn't done human trials. Human trials were on the way. So how does he know that you can take it out of your head if you don't like it without causing any permanent damage from whatever they zapped into your brain or whatever cancer that Bluetooth gave you sitting on top of your brain because they haven't done human trials yet, right? I mean, that's that's what we're to believe. Although they are testing this on certain people in the military through their super soldier programs of which Dennis Bushnell of NASA discussed and of which we reviewed an article and I have many more we're going we are going to review in the future let's get back to these two clowns we're, we're restoring limb function and eyesight and hearing which are all amazing is there are there any cognitive benefits that you anticipate from something like this uh, yeah I mean you could for sure um, uh, I mean basically it, it, it's a generalized um, sort of uh, thing for for fixing any kind of brain injury in, in, in principle like if you, or if you've got like like severe epilepsy or something like that it could it could just it could just sort of stop the epilepsy from occurring like it could detect it in real time and then fire a, a counter pulse and stop the epilepsy um, if um, I mean there's, there's a whole range of brain injuries like people somebody gets a stroke they could lose the ability to speak. Um, the, that that also that could also be f fixed. So if you've got like stroke damage, or if you, you lose, say, you know, muscle control over part of your face or something like that. I think. And then when when you, when you get old, you see epilepsy, stroke, uh, you know, Bell's palsy. These are all things that the normal person, the average, decent human being a lover of humanity cannot argue with and that is why they start these programs by claiming that's what they're going to fix tend to um, if you get like you know uh, alzheimer's or something like that then you lose memory and th this could help you with re you know restoring your memory that kind of thing We're right so alzheimer's right so everyone's got a grandfather a grandmother a great aunt you know, a great uncle, a neighbor, a relative, a friend, close family friend, and even, uh, well, a president, right, who suffers from <laughs> who suffers from Alzheimer's. So they put that out there because every single person has someone that they knew or know of currently that suffers or suffered from 
Alzheimer's. So they lay that out there so that you go, wow, wow. Imagine if Grandma Jean, she just got the brain chip, then she would remember my grandkids' names. Yeah, that kind of nonsense. Storing memory. And what what is happening that's allowing it to do that? Like the wires, these, these small wires, yeah. are stimulating these areas of the brain. And then is it that the areas of the brain are, they're, they're losing some sort of electrical force? Like what what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's like it's like the thing of like a bunch of circuits, and there's some like circuits that are broken, and we can like uh, fi fix those circuits, it's a substitute for those circuits. And so, a specific frequency will go through this. Yeah, just a specific in that we is the process figuring out how much or how little has to mm -hmm. be, how how much these areas of the brain have to be juiced up. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of work to do. So when I say, you know, we got a shot at probably putting it in, in, in a person in, you know, a, a, within a, a year, I think that that's, a, that's, what, that's exactly what I mean. I think we have a chance of putting it in, put in someone and having them, having them be healthy and, and restoring some functionality that they've, they've lost. The fear is that eventually you're going to have to cut the whole top of someone's head off Okay, pay attention here because Rogan's has to make a joke out of it, make a joke out of cutting the top of your head off in order for Musk to then discuss it, but they have to normalize it. And Joe has to attack people like me or you who would bring up these type of slippery slope scenarios and now Joe will make a joke out of it so that people can then attack back against us and say, ah, yeah, Rogan talked about that. And put a new top sure. with a whole bunch of wires if you want to get, you know, the real turbocharged version, the P100D <laughs> of, of brain stimulation. I mean, ultimately, if you, if you want to go with full AI symbiosis, you'll probably want to do something like that symbiosis is a scary word when it comes to ai it's optional <laughs> <laughs> i would hope so yeah see that see how they have to make a joke out of everything i mean this is very serious stuff rogan has a chance to interview the richest man on earth he's developing brain chips and sending rockets to mars and satellites into space and builds electric cars but we will make a joke out of all this. It's just, I mean, once you enjoy the Dr. Manhattan lifestyle, once you, once you become a god, seems very, very unlikely. You're going to want to go back to being stupid again. I mean, you, you, you... Okay, so he says, becoming a god. Well, that's a real thing. Yuval Noah Harari in many interviews and speeches, and we will be doing a whole show just on him, dedicated to him the prophet of the fourth industrial revolution he actually says every human will become a god and that ties into some really sick i would say religious and spiritual stuff that i have to be very careful how i present um so i don't get myself into trouble but i eventually will figure out how to do it in a way that allows me to discuss what needs to be discussed because it's very difficult to talk about this and these people's motivations without getting into some of that but there is a whole theory that everyone will become 
a god and many of Joe Rogan's band of merry little podcasters pushes this spirituality stuff in which they say that each of us are like a god and we can control things like a god and we are powerful like a god and that is done intentionally it is very much like Levian Anton LaVey, LaVeyan Satanism, in which you can do anything you want because you are a god. Now, I believe people are very powerful, and you could do a lot of great things, and you could take control of your life, and you don't have to wait around for others to help you. You don't have to wait for God to help you because you can go make something out of yourself. And if you do believe in God, a creator, then you could be rewarded for those, but you don't sit around and wait for them to give you things. You go work hard to get them, to better yourself, to help other people. You try to advance your career, advance your health, your life. But they are saying you become a god. And what does a god do? It rules over everything else. We will see that eventually. Let's just uh, go back to this for a minute. Literally could fundamentally change the way human yeah. beings interface with each other. Yes. Yes. You wouldn't need to talk. <laughs> I'm so scared of that, but so excited about it at the same time. Is that weird? Okay, you see what he said? Uh, Musk said, yeah, you won't have to talk. And then Rogan again makes a joke out of it. I'm so excited for that. And folks, I'm excited about it because for the next 30 seconds or so, I don't have to talk because we are going on a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And I will be right back after this break. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, folks, we are back from the break. We are back from the break. Joe Rogan, Elon Musk are just getting into talking about not talking. That this AI hive mind chip you can plant in your brain will end up allowing humans to communicate without speaking. For the uh, video audience, I was going to sit here and just not talk. To make a joke out of this. I was thinking about it over the break. How could I open this segment? It would be pretty funny. But then I said, wait a minute. The audio only audience is going to think something is wrong with Apple Podcasts or whatever. Uh, or something happened to my transmission. And then they would jump over to another show. So I said, I better not make that type of joke. But anyway, let's let these two guys tell you more jokes as Elon Musk talks about modifying your skull and taking away your ability to speak. I think that is, uh, that is enough of a joke. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think this is one of the paths to, um, you, you know, like, think like, what, what are the, what, like AI is getting better and better. Um, so, now let's assume it's sort of like a benign AI scenario. Uh, even in a benign scenario, we're kind of left behind. You know, we're 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 not we're not along for the ride. Um, we're just too dumb. Right. So, 
So, so how do you go along for the ride? Um, yeah, so if you can't beat him, join him. So, <laughs> if you can't beat him, join him. That is Elon Musk's tagline. I, I've been harping on this throughout the shows, but that's his job. He's supposed to scare you into believing that AI is inevitable. The super intelligent AI deathless authoritarians are inevitable. And so he has this unique ability, special powers to harness the AI, bring us in with it, allow humans to merge with it, and then we will be safe. When in fact, him and his friends could just call for an international ban to stop developing it. And guess what? If these major technocratic firms like his, Google, and others didn't do it, it wouldn't happen if the governments around the world, including the United States government, weren't funding it weren't running committees on it, then it would not exist. We would not need to merge with it, right? Because if it didn't exist, then we wouldn't have to be afraid of it. Let's continue. Um, and we're, we're, already, we're already a cyborg to some degree, right? Because you've got your phone, you've got your laptop. Glasses. Your, yeah, yeah, you could draw, yeah. you know, sure. electronic devices. Yeah. Um, and so that's what Dennis Bushnell of NASA said. We are already cyborgs because of all the devices that we interact with. And Musk brought that up in 2018 as well. You see, they're all on the same narrative. I am not a cyborg because I utilize a smartphone or use these computers or use these cameras or use this device. I am a human that has a set of tools. It's the same as if I sat here and I had a shovel and I had a hoe and I had a tractor. I am not a farm. I am a farmer with equipment, tools that I use to farm my land. And so what he's trying to say is we are cyborgs already, so let me put a chip in your head and turn you into a real life cyborg. And um, I mean, we're, today, if, you've, you're, if, your phone, if, you, if you don't bring your phone along, it's like you have missing limb syndrome. It's like, you know, feels like something's really, really missing. So. We're already partly, um, part you know, partly a cyborg um, or an AI symbiote. Essentially, um, it's just that the data rate to the electronics is slow. So, especially output, like you're just going with your thumbs. I mean, like, what what's your data rate? Maybe optimistically, a hundred bits per second. That's being generous. Um, and now the computer can communicate at like, you know, 100, 100 terabits. You know, so, so certainly, you know, gigabits are trivial at this point. So this, this is like, you know, basically your computer could do, a, do things a million times faster. You see, you see how quickly we shifted from using this to repair people with paralysis or someone with a crippled limb into that our brains don't communicate with our devices fast enough. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm happy typing into my computer or using my thumbs if I need to work on a project, whether I'm using software or whether I'm doing research or using the internet to look things up. I, I mean, where, why all of a sudden do we have to communicate? As he said, humans communicating to their computer is 100 bits a second. Computer to computer is 100 terabits a second. Why, why do we need to communicate faster? Why would you allow him to put a brain chip in your head to communicate faster? You see what I'm saying? So he jumped from people with paralysis and curing them over to 
humans are cyborgs and we need to have a chip in our head so that we can process data faster. At a certain point, it's like talk, the AI is like talking to a tree. Okay, this is boring. <laughs> you can talk to a tree. It's very, not very entertaining. Um, so, um, so if you can, if you can solve the the data rate issue and your especially output but input two, then you can improve the symbiosis that is already occurring between man and machine. So you you can improve it. No, no, no. The question that Rogan should have just asked is, why do we need to improve the symbiosis between man and machine? Whoever said that that was a problem? Where did that become a problem? And what turned you into the man who has the right to solve the problem? And why is the government funding you to solve this problem? Why can humans not just interact with their devices at the speed that we're already doing it and utilizing them as tools as we currently do. Some people, most people have adopted it as a lifestyle, a way of life. They got those people addicted to it. And now they're going to tell them they can play video games and watch movies inside their head. And they think that's cool. But why, why is this data rate between the human and the device a problem? That's what he should have said. And what, when you said you won't have to talk to each other anymore, we used to joke around about that. I, I've joked around about that a million times in this podcast, yeah. that one day in the future there's going to come a time where you can read each other's minds. Yeah. And well, you, you'll be uh, able to interface with each other in some sort of a nonverbal, mm -hmm. non-physical way where you will transfer data back and forth to each other without having to actually use your mouth yeah, and make noises. Exactly. So when you – like what happens when you when, – like let's say you've got some complex idea that you're trying to convey to somebody else. And how, how do you do that? Well, your, your brain spends a lot of effort compressing a, a complex concept into words. And there's a, there's a, lot, of, a lot of loss, information loss that occurs when compressing a complex concept into words. And then you say those words, those words are then interpreted, then they're decompressed by the person who is listening. Um, and they, they will at best get a, a, a very incomplete understanding of what you're trying to convey. It's very difficult to convey a complex concept with precision. You see, what, what, why are they playing God? Okay, so we've been talking, humans have been talking for thousands of years to each other. And so what he's saying is there's, there's loss, you know, in sort of this compression and decompression from me expressing uh, a complex whatever thought a complex theory to you you're going to lose some in translation and so now they want to get rid of speaking so that we could upload data packets back and forth to each other whoever said this was a problem humanity got this far humanity brought us all the way to this phase of to this era of having a an elon musk this great genius as rogan called him why do we need to now get rid of communication in a vocal manner? Um, because you've got compression, decompression. You may not even have heard all the words correctly. And so communication is difficult. You know, what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> cool Aunt Luke. Yes, and there's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, great movie. And there's an interpretation factor too. Like you can choose to interpret 
certain series of words in in different ways and they're dependent upon tone dependent upon social cues even facial expressions sarcasm there's there's a lot of variables sarcasm is difficult yes yeah and so well it's difficult for a mutant ai robot like elon musk i don't know why joe rogan didn't say i made a lot of money i helped build my brand in comedy i stand on a stage and vocally communicate to people and i do a good job of it i have a podcast in which i vocally communicate to people why isn't he bringing these things up and i told you it's because joe rogan is a propagandist for the technocracy that's what he's getting paid to do that's what he's getting paid to do (laughs) one of of the things that i've said is like that there could be potentially a universal language that's created through computers that particularly young kids would pick up very quickly like my kids do TikTok and all this jazz, and I, I don't know what they're doing. They just know how to do yeah. it, and they know how to do it really quickly. Like they learn really quickly, and they show me how to edit things. And yeah. it's if you taught a child from first grade on how to use some new universal language, I mean, essentially like a, a Rosetta Stone, and something that's done with, that interprets your thoughts, and you can convey your thoughts with no room for interpretation, mm-hmm. with c- clear very clear where you know what a person's saying and you can tell them what you're saying and there's no need for noises no need for mouth noises no need for <laughs> yes these sort of accepted ways that we've uh sort of evolved to make sounds that we sure. all agree we through our cultural dictionary and right we agree or certain we, we could bypass all that yeah we could still do it for for fun sentimental reasons right <laughs> Yeah, you can still talk for sentimental reasons. You see Rogan there talking about training and indoctrinating these children into giving up their ability to speak and to communicate with each other vocally. And I mean, and that's what Rogan is. And now Musk will get into this a little bit, but I think it's important because as you can see, uh, Musk really believes in this stuff and Rogan really is helping normalize it to his audience he's making it seem hip he's making it seem cool humans have become so lazy that they're willing to buy into this concept that they no longer will have to speak listen you can eat as much as you want you don't have to exercise because we're going to put a brain chip in your head and alter your stomach lining and then you won't get fat you know you don't uh you do not uh any longer have to go to English class or go to whatever type of class you're in in around the world because we're going to have a universal language where you beam packets back and forth to each other's brains and you won't actually have to be able to speak and to communicate and to express your thoughts and ideas. I mean, this is what the folk, this is not a normal conversation. This is a conversation with a madman and a propagandist feeding this to tens of millions of people who are buying into the fact that they are going to be selling out humanity they are going to be giving up everything that makes them human and merging themselves in with machine and joe rogan helps elon musk do this and right now i am going to go on a short break and i'm not going to actually urinate i am going to send a urine data packet from my bladder unto 
the toilet. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard. I will be right back. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 